Well, I'll get started. I'll introduce myself. I'm Titus Blair and uh, uh, Christian, and I follow uh, Jesus full time. And I also work <laughs> other stuff in technology. But uh, we're, right now, my family and I are in uh, New Zealand as missionaries to help. Uh, there's a local church here, Napier Church of Christ, where we're helping uh, the congregation to spread the good news in the Hawks Bay area. And so that's kind of what I do now. And that's where my passion is. I also wear the Jesus shirt all the time. So I love doing that. Ben, you're up. All right. I'm Ben Grady. I'm from Canada now. I'm in um, Alberta, Calgary, um, here with my wife and just working. I'm as a Christian here, um, just trying to bring others to Christ and uh, live the live that life. Got a Facebook group, Warriors of the Cross, um, trying to share stuff there every day. It's going to be edifying and teaching. Um, and that's pretty much it, I guess. Uh, just trying to, trying to do the work. Awesome. And then uh, I'll go to the list and then we'll get to, to Ian last because he's a guest for us. Jonathan, you're up, man. How's it going, guys? I'm Jonathan Burns. I preach at the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. And what we're doing right now is what we've been doing about the last year and a half, two years. Uh, we're trying to do everything we can in the digital space. Uh, we have a full TV studio now, um, fully up and running as the last few weeks or like well, last year, really. And we're trying to produce more content every week. That's our goal. Awesome. And what's the what's the website or how would you watch that? Uh, you can uh, visit eastillchurch.org, um, which will link you to our YouTube page, or you can catch us on Facebook. We upload everything there. Of course, locally in town, we have an entire TV channel that we run locally. So that's where cool. we put all our content. Awesome. Kevin, tell us about yourself. Hey, guys. I'm a, I'm a minister and a deacon at the uh, Church of Christ at Nunley in Pittman County, Tennessee. Uh, and I've been a minister, well, I've been preaching ever since I was about 16, 17, on and off. I've held a regular position now for about four years. Um, just love doing the work for the Lord. Uh, no, you know, there's no better work than one can do uh, than serving God. And uh, on the side, uh, my real job um I'm a technology teacher for Williamson County School System and uh, love every bit of it. And it gives me the opportunity to meet people I otherwise wouldn't know and impact uh, young people's lives, you know, as they start out their education. So, Awesome. That's cool. Ian, why don't you tell us about you real quick? Well, let's... Um... <laughs> been interesting hear, hearing about what you guys do um me um i've sort of got into the digital space sort of the last couple of years with uh, ministry i've um I, I started um some facebook groups um new zealand christian events and conferences um joined hawks bay christian events and conferences which a friend of mine in hawks bay john o'brien started did you know it's called hawks bay christian events so yeah um Started that, um, um, joined that with John, o, a friend of mine, John O'Brien, started which Titus has met, and then um, uh, yeah, so I've got a few regional groups for Christian events, and from there I sort of expanded, and I've got New Zealand Christian Community um, Facebook group, um, and I've joined Endless Praise Virtual Church. Um, Facebook page and Facebook group. There's a guy that started that up, so I joined that and um, have been running some online church services with him, which has been very interesting. So that's that's sort of in the last month. 
and then to that um so that's been great we've been getting some good numbers on there and people watching um because we've been also on the um on church online platform um don't know if you've heard of that it's by um by life church in the u.s from um which is um pastored by craig pastor craig groschel um so he's got a free online church platform there which you can use and um you can share online there, so in doing that, and also on Facebook Live as well. Um, and there's a ministry I've been involved in for a while, since 2011, called Calvary Apostolic Ministries, um, which is with Dr. Joseph Dialindi. He's a South African um, guy, so I sort of do a bit of paid work there. And we've just recently, um, in the last few weeks, also put our messages live on Facebook, uh, which has been good, getting some good response there. And then today I've just launched um, another Facebook um, page and, and a Facebook group called um, New Zealand um, Online Christian Ministry, which is basically, um, I found like some of our groups um, that I've got there, um, like I've got another online group called New, New Zealand Online Christian Events, like some people have been sharing in their group, like wanting to share personal testimonies and things. and stuff like what we're doing here so i sort of thought well i need to start a group for that so start i've started that up today and um got a good quite a few people to approve for that group now so that's good and hoping to also do a bit of online ministry myself through the church online platform in that group and share some stuff uh, there's a bit of stuff out there i can share which i've started looking into um stories from people and different things like over here we've got the hope project and um, there's a church called Life Church in Auckland, which do um, Life TV, which hears some online stuff. So I might be grabbing some stuff from there and sharing that out with people um, through um, through the new um, group and page there, uh, New Zealand um, Online Christian Ministry. And also, um, hopefully, people will share their testimony and stuff in that group as well. Yeah, sounds like you got a lot going on. I have. I, I, I just shared a screenshot of us in, in that group, um, if, if you don't mind. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we could share that. We'll we'll put it in the chat there later. That's cool. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, actually, you could even you could even share this chat replay chat back live later if you want in that group. Yeah. Oh, cool. Thanks, man. Awesome. Yeah, we we um, so we're today's topic. We're going to get started on. Thank you guys for being here. We we don't have Keith because he has. Uh, weather preventing him so it's interfering with his internet so we miss you keith but uh be safe man god bless you there so we're going to be talking about uh walking in the light and i think that i put the verse a verse in here uh so it's in first john 1 5 through 7 and i'll read it real quick for us or why don't uh what, hey jonathan do you have your bible with you you want to read that i got it us? okay cool why don't you do that for us first john one five through seven this is what we're talking about today all right picking up in verse five reads this way this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that god is light and in him is no darkness at all if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness we lie and do not the truth but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. I love it. So the question we have here, which I'll go to the next slide, is how does someone walk in the light? And what if I am not walking in the light? 
So if you guys have a comment, you know, you want to say something, just, uh, oh, I'll just, we'll just go down the list. Uh, ben, I bet you got something, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, we walk in the light by staying faithful to the Lord. We have to first get in to Christ. So we have to first do what he's authorized to become a Christian. And uh, then once we're in Christ, then we have to continue walking in him, continue adhering to his word and will. Yeah, and so we'll be talking about the in Christ. That's another question that's a little bit later on. So that's good, Ben. So walking, anybody have any comments about what if you're walking in the light and what does it mean? So we're 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 just by reading this. It seems like uh, you guys can let me know your thoughts. But this is a, a believer, someone who is a follower of Jesus, not someone who is doesn't know Jesus, right? So this is someone who has, as Jesus commanded in uh, Matthew twenty-eight, like he said, he said. Uh, make a disciple, be baptized, and follow and obey his commands, right? So we're, we're under this context, we're assuming this is what he's talking about in 1 John 1. So what do you guys say about walking in the light? So th th is it possible that someone who's walking in the light cannot no longer walk in the light? How about that one? Well, you know, you look at uh, 1 John 1, 5, uh, and he, he starts off with that section, this then is the message. So that tells me if I'm going to walk in the light, number one, I've got to know the message. And you can only get to the Christ through the message. And that is a singular message. You know, so many people today have their own version of truth. Yes. Um, I see that all over. I don't know if that's the way it is in your world. Um, and I know that it is everywhere I've been in the Philippines and Singapore and all through the United States. Everybody has their own version. But verse five says this then is the message which we have heard of him. So if I'm going to learn about Jesus, I need to go back and see what he said. And if you go back, what I find interesting, you have to look this up in the ministry of Jesus and the life of Jesus. And it really starts with Jesus when he was in the temple at age 12, when he was uh, teaching there. His family had come to worship. They, they, they left and he stayed there. And, and, and they, he asked them the question, did you not know what I was doing or do you not know who I am? And he was there to do the will of his father that sent him. And that kind of fills in the gap of who he is and what that message was. And that's really the message of the cross. Well, and, and and think of it this way: if his father had sent him, and that was Joseph, then they'd know where he was. Exactly, so it wasn't exactly. Joseph who sent him there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so coming back to what you said there, there's a verse in Proverbs, Proverbs 14, verse 12, that says, "There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death." Yeah, you got it. Yeah, and and uh, also in John eight twelve, if you guys read that one. Uh, Kevin, do you have your Bible? Why don't you read that for us, man, if you got it. If you don't, don't worry about it. If you don't, if you John don't have 8, it. Hey, John 8, 12. Let's see what that one says. All right. It's on page 1060. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I always love doing that. You know, different Bibles. You never know what page. It is coming up. Okay. All right. Oh, you're doing it online. John 8, 12. John says that. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And, you know, brothers, this, this goes back to the beginning of the Gospel of John, in John chapter 1. So when we go back to John chapter 1, and, and those of you who are watching and listening, I, I pray that you have the scriptures before you so that you can read and and confirm that what I am saying or any of the brethren here are saying is the truth. But 
In verse 4, it says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So when we think about we as Christians, we go back to 1 John uh, chapter 1 and verse 5. It's really talking about the essence of God, because God is light. And when you go all the way back to Genesis chapter 1 and the creation, what you have here is in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But what we see is that the earth was without form and void. And part of that reason was, is it was in the beginning, but we noticed that what happens next is that there was darkness. And in that very first day, God separated the light from the darkness. And from that time on, light has always been separated from the darkness. And in our spiritual lives, we are separated as Christians from the darkness. And that that darkness has to do with a lot of things, but primarily sin. So, you know, if you've ever been spelunking, which is cave exploring, you know that if you go far enough back into that cave and you shut off your light or your light source, it's total darkness. But as soon as you strike a match or you turn on a flashlight or whatever it is, your headlamp, it is impossible for the darkness to hold back that light. That light is going to expel the darkness and the darkness, as it says here in the scripture, which Mm -hmm. is the darkness of the world. It's the sin of men. They cannot comprehend that magnificent light of Jesus Christ. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I I think that uh, it's pretty amazing because most of the world is in darkness and they um, they kind of realize that if you don't have the light of Jesus Christ, uh, everything's darkness. You know, the joys that you have are, are will come to an end. You know, life will come to an end. That's the end. Your light will go out. <laughs> Absolutely. Like literally all of our lights go out except for those who are in the light that never goes out. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so you guys think in the second part of the question, what if I am not? Okay, so we're, we're probably in agreement here that if you're walking in the light, you you are in the light. It means you you obey the gospel. You're following Jesus. It, it's funny in in, a, in Jan, John eight twelve it says walk in the light. Can you just sit in? The, can you just not walk? Can you just sit there? Like it seems to be an active, active thing, right? E, e, even in uh, yeah, in John it was like follow me. In First uh, John it's walk in the light. It seems to very be a very active thing. You don't just watch mm-hmm. the light go across the screen. It, it, Jesus could have clearly said, John as well, if you watch me walk in the light, then you'll be in the light. It's nothing, it's not a passive. So, that little word if, you know, it says if, if we walk in the light, if. So mm-hmm. that, that's the key thing there is we, it's a, something we have to do. We have to choose to walk in the light. We have to choose to follow the Lord. So follow his words. Mm-hmm. It makes so me what, think of Matthew, Matthew 5, 14. <laughs> ye are the light. Right of the world you know it's not that you're just you're 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 a little light you're you're a shining example and what's interesting to me about this question in bringing that back to the light what if i'm not walking in the light well i think verse john 1 8 helps us understand that if we say that we have no sin then we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us well what is that darkness well walking in sin is darkness 
And I can't right. walk in the light if I live in perpetual sin. Now, That's nobody's right. perfect. You're not, I'm not. But this continual sin is, is the to me, the context of 1 John 1. Are we going to keep living in sin or am I going to work to get out of it based off what Jesus has done? Yeah, I'm just going to grab a drink. I'll be back in a sec. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, that's good. And I think uh, the so if you don't walk in the light, then you're you're in darkness. That's yeah. what it kind of that's an obvious yeah. statement there. So, um, do you think you can be a Jesus follower and not follow Jesus? You, you hear a lot about that. You know, we yeah. used to hear a lot about uh, give me uh, Jesus, but keep Paul, or give me Jesus, but keep the church. That used to be a popular thing. I know they didn't say it that way, but if you're not going to follow Jesus, then how can you be with him? Mm -hmm. There's no connotation of that in scripture. Right. And I always like to read the verse. So in first John, if you read it, uh, first John, let's say uh, seven, it, but if we do not live in the light, as he yeah. is in the light, we do not have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus so his son does not cleanse us from all, from all sin. sin. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's right. And we get a message today where Jesus is just a, your best friend, and it's kind of like you raise your hand and you're done. Yeah, but I don't. You know, I how don't, many? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. How many times did Jesus rebuke his disciples? Because <laughs> if it's just being with Jesus, then I don't have to change. But how many mm -hmm. times you take the Garden of Gethsemane? Can't you just pray with me for one hour? And, and he, he just rebuked them constantly. And, and we're the same way. I mean, we're just like the disciples. How many times have we been of little faith yes. or, or something of that nature? That, that That's a lot of what we do sometimes. Well, all we need is to have faith as big as a mustard seed. And we can say to the mountain, um, move. Yeah. 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 It's just a tiny little thing. <laughs> Well, awesome. So I have one more question because we're still, this all kind of ties together when we come back to this one. Um, so another thing that people have asked uh, is in 2 Thessalonians 1.8, there's a, a verse that says, obey the gospel, right? So we hear people, a lot of, there's a lot of confusion in this world. Um, you know, and it's not, it does, it's not just the Christian world, by the way, it's the Muslim world, it's yes. the Mormon world, it's any type of religion. There's always people who try and spin it and mix it in the way that want to do so, so we can agree that the, the bible is the word of god inspired by him protected by him otherwise if it's not it's uh you know we're just spinning our wheels here so it says what does it mean to obey the gospel because we hear a lot of times that people say well i accept jesus or you know um i, I accept him which by the way i think that's funny because it never says to accept jesus it says jesus yeah. accepts us yeah <laughs> We don't accept Jesus. So we don't say, hey, Jesus, come on, man. You're on my team. Yeah. It's like it's more like I'm going to die and now I go with you. So uh, that's in 2 Thessalonians. Ben, you want to read that one for us, man? 1-8. Sure. You can get to it. It's a tricky one. It's always like, you know, you got the first and seconds and all that. <laughs> <laughs> in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's that's pretty heavy, I think, right? Mm -hmm. What do you guys have thoughts about it? What do you think about it? First sermon, actually. What's that? Uh, I've been doing a series of lessons on Sunday nights about comparing and contrasting uh, in the Word of God, and 
You know, as we stand, as every human being stands on the face of the earth today, they are either saved or they're lost. And people need to understand that. And and it's not saved by, you know, our standards and by our pattern. It's saved by God's standards and his pattern that is set forth in the scripture. Yes. And and part of that pattern is being obedient to the gospel. Well, you know, the gospel is good news, but what is the good news? And it's more than just Jesus dying upon the cross. I mean, that without that, it would it would be impossible to be a Christian. I think we would all agree with that. But if we read Romans chapter six, we will see in those first four verses. That because of the grace of God, the, the gift that, that was unmerited, the gift that God gave everyone who will obey, um, it is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And obedience requires action. Uh, when we look into the book of Hebrews, uh, especially uh, chapter 11, we see that many men of old had faith. But faith alone did not save them. It was faith plus the actions plus the obedience. Whatever God mm -hmm. asked them to do, they did it. And so God is telling us in the scriptures what we must do in order to be saved, in order to be in the light, walk in the light, and be in fellowship with the Godhead. And, and that all boils down to our obedience to that death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right. And in 2 Thessalonians, uh, uh, when you read a little bit earlier on, he's talking to in verse 4, he says, so that even we ourselves boast of you in the churches of God over your faith and your patience mm -hmm. in all persecution and tribulations that you endure. Mm -hmm. You see, it, it, it walking, following, yeah. enduring. This is a life, a living of life. This is not a moment of, of uh, action, you know? It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lifetime commitment. Yeah, well, here in New Zealand, um, it's probably sort of the same sort of overseas. Like before the lockdown, like churches, like they ask people, um, they do like a salvation altar call. So get everyone to close their eyes, put up your hand if you want to accept Jesus. So sort of coming back to what Titus was saying earlier, and then, um, and then say a general prayer, and then they've got this thing, a lot of churches thing now here in New Zealand called Next Steps. Um, but, but basically, I, I sort of see like a lot of people, yeah, will say a prayer, but and um, maybe do the Next Steps, but there's no, there's no genuine, there's been no genuine discipleship happening amongst a lot of the churches, um, especially here in New Zealand. Um, not too sure about overseas, but I guess it, it's sort of the same overseas as well. And, and so we're making converts, but we're not making disciples. Yeah, pretty much you're making someone who who uh, heard something and they're excited about it. Yeah. And, and I did a lesson on the uh, on the seeds, the parable of the sower and the seeds that fell on the rock were those who were like were joyful. They received the word. They were so excited about it, but they didn't have any depth. Okay, yeah. they didn't understand. They didn't. They didn't have. They didn't make it their life. Uh, into everything, which means they look like a Christian. They look like a Christian, but the only thing that makes a Christian is the fruit. You see, that's the only thing Jesus said: "By their fruit, you shall know them." So, a lot of people will say the prayer and be excited, 
But the prayer is not even in the Bible, so it's kind of made up by man. And then, and then they'll spring up and they'll look like a Christian. They'll be joyful and excited. There's in the, in the Bible it says, "I did many things in your name. You did many things in my name. You know, I did all these things in your name." And he's like, "I don't even know who you are." So that's what we're talking about. What does it mean to walk in the light, and what does it yeah. mean to obey the gospel? Because these are things that are critical uh, that are not being taught, unfortunately. Uh, and, and Ian, by the way, the United States is the same as New Zealand. Um, in fact, New Zealand, the United States people say they're Christians, even though they're not, and they'll say they are going to heaven, even though they're not. I, don't, I think in New Zealand, less people know, will say that, you know, they'll argue about the Ten Commandments. They won't do that. In the United States, maybe they'll do it more. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so guys, comments on that. So they say this prayer. Is that a, is that, what, what do you think about that? <laughs> I think about in this whole conversation, you know, you have the prayer. They call it the sinner's prayer. Uh, there's a couple of different renditions of it. Uh, I've always asked the question, you know, where do I find it? You know, Jesus gave the model prayer, but it was not about accepting Jesus into your heart. It was not about uh, begging this forgiveness of sins in this prayer. Um, Jesus's model prayer was about how to pray and how we should pray. But I wrap that up, this whole conversation, especially from 2 Thessalonians 1.8. I think about Luke or Matthew 25. You've got the first 13 verses, the parable of the uh, 10 virgins about being prepared and not prepared. Obviously, there's something I must do to be saved in my life. And it's not just once, it's lifelong. I think about verses 14 through, uh, I think about verse 30 there, uh, the parable of the talents. You know, I've got to produce that, that, that fruit type we were talking about a minute ago. But then I think about the last part of Matthew 25, picking up in verse 31 to the end about those two separations, the sheep and the goats. And what I find really interesting of those two categories of people is Jesus had the first, those who were going to be with him for eternity. He says, come blessed in the house of my father. And he says, here's what you did. And then they ask him down later on, you know, when did we do that? Yeah. Well, it's about, it's not just about becoming a Christian, but it's about living a Christian. And, and that, I think, is the huge difference we see in First, Second Thessalonians 1.8, living out the gospel, not just becoming a saved pew sitter. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, we know, you know the word pew means to stink, right? Stink, yeah. <laughs> if you sit, if you sit. Yeah, I, I got to say something real quick, though. Jesus said, I am the way. So yeah. if you guys oh, list yeah. it out, let's say we follow Jesus exactly. exactly. What would that be? Well, first... We'd be baptized just like he was. Second, we'd be preaching, teaching, doing anything we could to bring the good news. Third, we'd be persecuted. Fourth, we'd die. Yeah. You know, I mean, he gave his life and he says, if you cannot give your life for me, you're not worthy of me. Right. So this is good stuff. guys. Yeah. You really wonder how many Christians would be willing to die for their faith. Like um, people in the Bible were follow Jesus. Yeah, that's why I think today we have the, um, the the parable of the rocks. It says they fell because they didn't have a deep root, and when persecution for the word came, they all they they, they scattered. They're they gone. Died. Yeah. So yeah. we have the rocks and the thistles, man. Those are the two big ones in the world yeah. today. Uh, okay. So anybody have more comments about this one, and I can go to the next one. If you do, let me well, know. You know, I, I I think we need to heed Paul's warning to the church at Galatia. In Galatians chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, he says, even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you uh, that which we have uh, preached to you, let him be accursed. And it was a strong enough point that he emphasizes it by saying it again in verse 9. 
so the thing of it is, people are preaching a different gospel today. And there's no doubt that the people that I have studied with and the people that I have talked to in denominations uh, who was saved by faith only uh, or saved any other way than, than what is uh, prescribed in the scripture, they will tell you they believe that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died upon the cross, shed his blood, uh, was buried and rose on the third day. Uh, they believe in the gospel, but they have failed to obey the gospel as it is as it pertains in, in Romans chapter 6. So, you know, that's vitally important. Just because you believe in Jesus Christ and just because you do all of these great works in his name, which is supposed to be by his authority, uh, doesn't mean that they are saved and will have a home in heaven uh, when this life is over. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Where do we find well, his authority, can... right? <laughs> we find yeah. his authority in the scriptures. So, I mean, I think that they're missing the point yeah. there is they're not going to the scriptures. They're going, you know, Paul says, we can't save ourselves. I can't come up my own way to save me. I can't say I'm going to jump up and down 10 times. That's going to save me. No, I have to follow what he's given authority for. You know, I want to throw a big wrench in this plan. And, uh, All right. you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, the Holy Spirit. Now, listen, I think every person here believes in the Holy Spirit. Uh, yeah, definitely yeah. talked about in scripture, but you go to John 14, 26, the Holy Spirit didn't teach a different message than Jesus taught. Uh, Jesus said the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, is going to bring you in remembrance whatsoever I have told you. So the Holy Spirit is not doing anything different than Jesus did. Right. So even with this whole sinner's prayer or receiving the Spirit, well, if you receive the Spirit, then you're going to do what the Spirit says, and that's through the Word. That's what Jesus said it was going to do. So, so all that has to be tied together, I think. Yeah, well, you got Matthew 28 and then Mark 16. Mark 16 and then you tie yeah. it over to Acts, and they say the exact same thing. You see it over in Romans. And Matter of fact, you, you know, pull you it all together. Up. You can look at Jesus in John 5, 24, John 8, 24, Luke 13, 3, Matthew 10, 32, and Mark 16, 16. That's the plan of salvation from Christ himself. That's not Absolutely. even looking at what the Holy Spirit instructed the apostles to do, which is the same thing. Right. So Absolutely. you have you have here obey the gospel. Yeah. Gospel means good news. That's right. So so what do you mean? What does it mean to obey the gospel? It's a good question. What do you guys That's think? That's a good question. Well, do, we you, do we obey the good about, news? <laughs> well, if how do you obey the how do you obey the death and resurrection? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We've got to crucify the old man of sin. Yeah. Now, when Jesus was crucified, what did he say? He said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And he took up on the sins of the world. Now, that doesn't mean when he was crucified, all the sins were forgiven of every person. I've had that argument made to me, and that is that is false. But what it means is, is the blood that was shed upon that cross is so powerful that it has the ability to, uh, to remit anyone's sins who comes to him properly uh, through faith, through repentance, and through baptism. And, and once we crucify that old man of sin, we must be buried with him in baptism. Uh, Galatians 3, 27 says that as many of us as that were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. This is when we put on Christ Jesus and were raised with him to walk in a newness of life. That is obeying the gospel. 
right? I mean, aren't you following Jesus when you do that? We and absolutely I mean, must. I mean, John John said, hey, you need to baptize me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> now Jesus, Jesus was not baptized to remit sins. That's right. Jesus had no sins. No. Yeah. But he did it. He said that he might what? Why did he get baptized? Fulfill all righteousness. Fulfill all righteousness because part of being righteous before God is baptism, is is belief, is turning away, is walking in the light. So the, our big thing we're talking about today is walking in the light. So Christians out there who watch this show who might say, well, I'm a Christian, and you said, are you walking in the light? And they say no, then they are in what? Denial. 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 Darkness. Yeah. 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 So – and this is not meant to be discouraging. This is meant to be encouraging, no. you know? That's right. I got John here. Hey, John. All right, I'm texting, texting. So, yeah, so tell me more about uh, you had mentioned, because we're talking about it here, uh, put on Christ. We talked. It's funny that you'd say that because that's the next uh, question. How do people put on Christ? How do people, uh, well, first of all, we have walking in the light. Then we have obeying the gospel. And we have, because to me, it seems like there's some sort of thing where you've got to be actively following jesus not passively would you guys agree yeah absolutely yeah you know so what, jesus when he commanded the great commission he told his apostles to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature and to baptize those that believe he told us our responsibility to do next and that is to teach them to observe all things and i think that that is where we're falling short to be honest with you it's right. We're not hanging in there making sure that we are spiritually feeding these newborn babes uh, to maturity and setting an example before them to do the works of the spirit and uh, the fruit, you know, to, to go out and do what James said, that faith without works is dead. And you can't have faith without works. you got to have both. And if we have got to be his workmanship, you know. Um, we have got to help build the church of God. So you can't follow Jesus without following Jesus, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not accept Jesus. It's not believe in Jesus. It's not, uh, you know, uh, whatever you want to think of. It's just follow. And, how, and Jesus knows if you're following him because you're walking in the light. You're walking with him. You're walking behind him, you know, and only and when you walk in the is, light. And I have a question for you guys. Um, yeah, doing the work, doing the works, uh, feeding people, clothing people, uh, visiting people. Um, does that make one a Christian? <laughs> it makes you a sheep, it, I guess. Yeah, I see people sticking his head over there. You know, you look at the the current situation we're all in. The government is feeding people all throughout the world. Absolutely. The government is clothing people. Does that make the government a Christian? No. No. Though those actions, you know, just as much as, um, you know, we, we think about this concept of putting on Christ. You know, if I don't put him on, I can be an imitator. I, I can be a fake. And I don't use that word to be mean, but I can act like something and never be that. Yep. You know, I can say all day long, I'm a dog and I can, you know, my son recently, we were driving down the road. He rolled the window down. He stuck his head out the window and said, look, I'm a dog and had his tongue hanging out. <laughs> you know, he wasn't a dog, but he sure had a good time being one. 
And, and I think right. a lot of people have a good time being a Christian to feel good without actually looking into the obedience of putting on Christ. They put on these goodwill works, but they're not actually, you know, Galatians 3.27, put on Christ, which says when we are baptized, we put on Christ. I think that's where the, the line kind of becomes the problem for a lot of people. Yeah, a, a lot of people, like, they go to church, they hear some feel-good songs, they yeah. hear a feel-good message, and, and, and they um, uh, uh, they put their hands up and they think, they think they're walking, they're a Christian now because they go to church, they said a prayer, but they're not, they're, they're not, they're not following Christ. I mean, well, there's many atheists, right? So an atheist doesn't believe that God even exists. But, you know, I, I know I personally know some atheists and I know some atheists that are good people. They do good works. Uh, you know, they have they have checked on me uh, during this time of, uh, you know, of health crisis. And, um, you know, but just because they're doing good works does not make them a Christian. As a matter of fact, if you ask them if they're a Christian, what are they going to do? They're just going to kind of laugh at you, yeah. you know, uh, because they don't believe in the existence of God or his son, Jesus Christ. Well, it, you brought up a good point, too. When, G, when the, the rich man came to Jesus and said, good teacher, yeah. what must I do? Jesus said, call no man good. There's nothing yeah. good but God. So God, God is good. So we might think, oh, I got sick. That's bad. Oh, I got healed. That's good. But Joseph got put in prison and sold by his brothers into slavery and all that stuff. That sounds bad. But Joseph said at the end, he said, what? What God? What I thought was bad, God has done for good. Like for he good. does his, in his will. So I think um, I also, by the way, Jonathan, you had said, remember the sheep? I always love that part where the sheep said when. Yeah, when. Yeah. By the way, guys, we've read this verse. When Jesus says this, are we going to say, what are you talking about? I never, yeah. I mean, we could say that, isn't that in Matthew? Whatever, I mean, you could quote the verse yeah, yeah, to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Matthew 25, the end of the chapter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, so they didn't do that. They said, yeah. when do we, because it was there, that when you walk in the light, I think you're not thinking about that. You're not thinking, how, no, can, I, no. how can I help this person? How can I help this person to get these credits and all this stuff? Yeah. 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 That's it. So that, that's the, that's the key, isn't it? Following Jesus. Yeah. And I think tied into this is Galatians 3.27, because it talks about baptism is put on Christ. It makes my mind think about 1 Peter 3.21, not the putting away the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience. But you go back up to 1 Peter 3.20 and says, we who sometimes were disobedient. So it tells me when I put on Christ, I am obedient to not self anymore. The self is gone. I'm obedient to Christ. I used to be disobedient, but now I'm obedient. Hmm. So, you know, the Apostle Paul, when he wrote yeah, I mean, to the church at Ephesus uh, in Ephesians chapter 5, uh, the very first thing that he says is, therefore, be imitators yes. of God as dear children. Now, what does that mean? How do we, as his children, imitate him? And, of course, I have three young children myself. I've got two boys and a girl. And, and oftentimes, I see them imitate me. Uh, whether it be good or bad, you know, because I have good qualities, I have bad qualities. Uh, but they imitate me because I'm their father. And we as his children, if we acknowledge him truly as our father, we are going to imitate him. And the first thing he tells us to do is walk in love. And then the next thing that he'll tell us to do is he'll want us to uh, walk in the light 
as we're talking about tonight um, in verse 8, because we are children of light. If God is light and we are his children, then, of course, we are children of light. Mm -hmm. yeah. Jesus is the light of the world in John 8, 12, you know. How do we access? How are you Christians if we're still in darkness? If we're still, if we had access to blood, if we're not in the body of Christ, so I mean, how are you even starting that process of walking in the light if we're not even in the light? You know, with where the light is, right? Yes. But here's here's the good one. Now, narrow is the way, and difficult is the path that leads to, to life, and few there are that are found on it, or whatever. So, um, that's it right there, right? So, so are a lot of people on this path? The Bible would say that's a tough one, right? Jesus said, "Few there be that find it." That's right. That's mm -hmm. right. So we have people watching now, and it could be well into the future as we record and send this out. What would be some th ways for us? I like to make things, you know, be practical. So yes. here I am. I'm a Christian, or I might be interested in being a Christian. Well, first of all, we've talked about some things that if you're not walking in the light, um, as he is in the light, then you are you're you're not you're not right before God, right? So walking in the light is part of that. We'll learn about that. Uh, what does it mean to walk in the light? And then obey the gospel. What does that mean? So if you're watching this and not a Christian, we need you need to read about this and find this. This is in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. Pretty much, you'll find that. And then obey the gospel. So now there's a person who is um, who's not a Christian, right? So we can talk about that in a minute. But let's talk about those who are Christians now who profess to be Christians. What's a way that we can look at our lives and say, am I walking in the light? What's some things we can do? Like, pro, like really say, look, ask yourself, what are some questions that we can ask ourselves to see if we are in the light? Well, I think, I think one of the first things that we need to ask ourselves is, are we truly converted? Yeah. Yes. You know, uh, the, the scripture says, be ye converted. Or unless you're converted like these little children, you know, you will by no means enter into my kingdom, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and it goes back to John chapter 3, verse 3 through 5, when he's talking to Nicodemus. And he tells us, unless a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. Well, uh, if we are going to know the light, the first thing we've got to do and it was mentioned earlier, you know, the word is a lamp to our path. That's where the light begins. If it, I would encourage anyone who is a Christian, when they go and they, they sit down with someone, they have the scriptures with them. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter how I feel. It doesn't matter what I say if it does not, uh, you know, if it's not in harmony with the scripture. We have to speak where the scriptures speak. We have to speak the oracles of God. So, the you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the, the word of God, Romans 10, 17. So if we are going to find the light and allow people to find the light in their lives, we have got to start with the word of God. If we cannot convince them that the word of God is his inspired word, we can't go any further. Well, and the thing about the, the thing about convincing is that you just have to read it like it, the Bible, the, the God's word is powerful. I think sometimes we believe that somehow we have to convince people that it's the word of God. God's God. Satan is telling us that you have to use logic and you have to use all these things in order to get people. No, you know what? Sometimes people just hear and believe yeah. or hear and are convicted and that works in them. Like, you know, so that like Acts 2, ready? Everybody sees the light. 
folks, but they're in their own way. They get to see the light on the wall and they say, oh, what a wonderful world. You love people, but they're only seeing a shadow. They're only seeing the light cast on the wall. The Bible says to turn, repent, turn, and then walk to the light, right? When Peter taught, he said, repent and be baptized. So turn and die and rise again. See that, 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 so the world's like, oh, but you don't need God because there's love in this world. Yeah, you're seeing a, a, sh- a wall. You're seeing the light on the wall. Like Jesus, like God said, Jesus said, God sends the rain on the just and the unjust. So they're seeing all the goodness of God, but they're not seeing God because they have not turned, you know? So that's cool. Like repent. So you're saying, guys, the first thing obviously is repent, is, is hear and believe and then turn, right? That's what we're yeah. talking about. Yeah, because m- many people, go, um, there's a lot of people that go to church. Uh, and um, they go to church on Sunday, raise their hands, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. And then come Monday, like, they've, got, they've gone back to just like the world, just like any, any other person. And you can't, can't, couldn't actually tell they're a Christian. Right. Yeah, so that they're not really walking in the light, are they? No. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not, it's not happening. Because it says what? If you walk in the light, what, what will you do? You will, if you love me, you will do what i say and it's what what's the two commands love god and love as jesus has loved us that's what jesus said in john right so those two commands <laughs> that's awesome so guys proactively let's do that checklist so you said you need to be converted right yeah um what's some yeah. other things so let's say someone's converted they're watching this what's next well i think are we're we teaching good others yeah okay yeah are we teaching others um you know, those that are in Christ are the light of the world, Matthew 5, 14 to 16. So are we being like that lighthouse that's up on the hill, you know, yeah. guiding others to Christ and, you know, warning them of the of the darkness that's, you know, afoot and the evils that are coming, you know, to those that aren't, aren't in Christ. So are we being that light? Are we being the salt of the earth? Are we, are we trying to bring others to the Lord? Are we doing our work as a Christian? Jesus said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. So that's, that's our duty. We should be doing that. I love it, man. So you guys have listed three things. It, it sounds familiar. One, we must believe or become a follower of Jesus. Two, we must be baptized, like dying and rising again. And three, you're talking about teaching and obeying the commands and following the things Jesus said. I think number three is the one everybody leaves out. Whether you say the sinner's prayer or you get baptized, wherever people think they are, um, they always leave out number three, which is you got to go and you got to be mm-hmm. teaching and, and, and telling people. And about, they always say, hey, I'm going to invite you to church. No, I say, no. Hey, invite him to a Bible study. That's hard, yeah. man. <laughs> Isn't that hard? Like everybody likes to pass it off. Hey, Jonathan, you're the sales guy. I'm going to send him yeah. to you, man. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Right, well, yeah, but you, you know, know what I'm saying? All, yeah, go ahead, Kevin. We are all ministers in Christ Jesus. Yes. Yes. That, yeah, yeah. That includes, women, that includes women as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing of it is, is that uh, women, they can... They can preach the gospel just as well as men can. Um, and, you know, um, if we don't go out and preach the gospel, we're not going to plant the seed. And if we don't plant the seed, there's not going to be any growth. You know, and, and I know in various parts of the world, we are seeing tremendous growth in the church. But here in the States, we are seeing a rapid fall off in, in its membership. And the, one of the reasons why is because we are failing to uh, to be disciples of Jesus Christ and taking his word into the world. And we have more ways to do that now than ever before. 
but we are failing to do it. People would rather get on Facebook and post political posts and all this right. kind of stuff rather than posting the good news of Jesus Christ. And we're failing at that. Mm. So if we're if we're leaders, let's say we're a preacher uh, or teaching people or even just a, a mentor to people. So this week I challenged our church to do three things. Number one, ask somebody, anybody to pray for them. So there's a there's a good thing for everybody watching. If you if you think you're not the light, if you're not sure if you're in the light, here's some things that will show you real quickly. Number one, ask somebody if you can pray for them. Doesn't matter who they are. Number two, ask somebody if they want to do a Bible study. Doesn't matter who they are. Number three, bring your Bible with you everywhere you go. And we're talking about this Bible, okay? Not this Bible. Because what am I reading? What what am I reading right now? It could be anything. Exactly. Right. But if I got this, you know, and you're, it's a little bit different, isn't it? Sure, you can put your phone in there, but it still has the Bible on it. So, <laughs> so sure, those, yeah. I would say walking in the light in order to know if you're in the light. Start start spreading the good news, you know. And it's not invite people to church, folks, because that's that that's. I was never challenged if I invited someone to church. But I was challenged if I invited someone to a Bible study. Because then it was me. Like, what do I believe? Am I really a Christian? Yeah. Like, do I really follow Jesus? Do I really believe in Jesus? That's when it becomes real. When you are a participant in evangelism. So yeah, you got someone it else helps you to grow, too. You, you start learning. Yeah, keep so going it on, helps man. you learn and grow and helps you to bring. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it helps you to. Uh, it, 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 it makes you start adhering to the things you've you've learned so you start soaking it all in remembering it better and being able to spit it out and then you don't you know people are scared to go into bible study because they don't know what they're going to be what's going to come against them right what, what's going to be said i don't know i don't know how to answer this thing or i'm scared to you know whatever you know you don't you can just slow down and bring it back you're guiding the you're trying to guide the study directing them to jesus and you just slow down and you can go well we can look at that later you can kind of you know, turn them away from whatever route they're trying to go and just lead them to Jesus and just look at the word. Well, isn't the message uh, simple? I mean, if you just focus on Jesus Very. only, if they try and argue yeah. about Second Corinthians or First Thessalonians or Revelation, whatever, you can get distracted by all these quotes and verses. But really bring them back to Jesus, which is very simple. Was he the son of God? I believe so. Did he come as a real person? I believe so. Yeah, no. Did he die and rise again? I believe so. And there's no tomb. So there's a secondary thing uh, or no, no body. So these are the things. And then what did he teach us? To love God yeah. and love our neighbors. So th that by itself is the gospel. It doesn't have to be, well, you know, in Matthew, when it talks about the genealogy, you got to know all this. None of that. <laughs> yeah. It's none of that. It's, everybody gets so complicated. I tell people all the time, you got to be like a child, right? That's right. So, yeah. So, yeah, you guys got yeah, it right we, on. If we become newborn babes um, in Christ and we are on the milk of the word, why would we want to take out something so complicated to people who has not even been born again yet? Yeah. Yep. You know, the gospel message is simple and it starts with the love of God. Yeah. He loved you so much that he gave us his only begotten son. Okay. And when you start the conversation off like that, people are going to listen. And, uh, you know, getting into all these schematics, uh, we have derailed the train. Yeah. We've got to stay with the gospel because it's the gospel that saves. Yes. You know, it's not the epistles. 
that saves anyone, even though we can see examples uh, of people being saved in the epistles. But it's the message of Jesus dying on the cross as a perfect sacrifice for us because he loved us. And he, he come to seek and save that which is lost. And, and that through obedience to the gospel, you know, we can be in fellowship with him. That's where we've got to start. We've we've got to stop getting into arguments. We've got to stop going off on tangents and answering these ridiculous questions. Because once you go there, it's hard to bring that conversation back. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have a Muslim friend, and, and um, we can argue back and forth about the Quran and whether it's corrupted, and he'll argue whether the, the Bible, or they call it the evangelized, is corrupted. Um, we can argue all back and forth. I finally got to the point where I, I think God was working on me, and he said, I said, look, I can show you people who will disprove the Quran. You can probably show me people on your side that will disprove the Bible in some fashion. I'm sure they could do this. But I said, I follow Jesus because of this reason. And that's what we said, because he showed God's love for us, and he showed me how to love God. And love people. And who has done that? You see, that's the gospel message. That Jesus is the example. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Those three things. So that's awesome, guys. And, and even in Acts 17, when Paul's talking to the philosophers, which I would say most first world country people are, are philosophers. We're very smart. You know, we know our things. Uh, he said uh, in 17, let's see, 17, 17. Let's see, where's that? And he said, uh, so they listened and he said uh, about the altar later on at the end of the very end, he says, for the times of ignorance, God has made to pass. So it's, we're no longer ignorant. We have God's word. We have everything. And at this time, this is in verse 30. At this time, he has commanded all men everywhere. So this is everybody to repent for he has appointed a day in which he will judge all the earth. So this is what this is the message that no one wants to hear uh, with righteousness. And how's he going to judge it? By the man whom he has chosen. He has turned every man towards his faith. On that account, he has raised him from the dead. That's it, man. That's awesome. That's what we're talking about. That's the light, isn't it, that we follow? So you guys, tell me some more real quick. Uh, we got a couple more minutes. What's some practical yep. things we can ask people to do to check to see if they're in the light? Like to say, you know, try this out. And if you if you fall, fall, it means you're not following Jesus. Like if you don't want to tell people about God, right? Are you following God? I would take 2 Timothy 2.15, the first okay. part of the verse. Cool. Study to show thyself approved unto, not the preacher, not the elders, not yeah. the deacons, not the members, God. So many times, and, and this is worldwide, this is the real worldwide pandemic. We want to be approved and, and get the likes. We want the shares. We want the hearts. We want all those things. But that's the world's perspective. You know, or is God our approval or is man? And that's a big difference. And the only way God can be the approval is if I am in his word, which interestingly to me goes back to the start of our conversation. John 1, 14, in the beginning was the word, which was Jesus Christ. And I still got to be in the word, which is Christ. That's an interesting parallel to me. That's awesome. So if we're not in the word, yeah. Let's if we're watching it today and we haven't when if you can, if, uh, let's ask them right now. You're watching this, ready? Hello. When's the last time that you've been in the word? Yeah. That's a good test, isn't it? To yeah. say, well, am, am I walking in the light? Well, when's right. the last time? And so that's a good there you go. So Jonathan has given us a good thing to because we should hold it to ourselves, right? Am I right. am I reading God's word? 
anything else that we have that will help us know if we're in the light or dark, you know? Well, I think one of the toughest ones is um, to ask ourselves, are we bearing a cross? Oh, yeah. Jesus commanded us to bear a cross. And we have to pick up our cross and follow him. We have to do it daily. You know, if you go to Romans chapter 12 and, and verse 1, we are su supposed to present ourselves as a living sacrifice, yeah. which is holy and acceptable to God. And he says this is, an, a re this is a reasonable service. And the reason why it's reasonable is because he was sacrificed, you see. And so, you know, if we want to be in Christ, if we want to be like Christ, then we have to we have to bear a cross. And, uh, you know, I, I'm afraid that too many are worried right now, especially what's going on, um, you know, about suffering persecution. I mean, nobody wants to suffer persecution. I don't want to suffer persecution. No one wants to do it. But the scripture tells us that we should count it as joy. When we suffer persecution for the cause of Christ, we are supposed to count it as joy. You know, Jesus didn't want to die on the cross. Remember the prayer in Gethsemane. Yep. You know, but so real he, quick, he, Ke Kevin, Kevin. So tell yeah. us real quick, uh, you know, what does that mean? Take up your cross. What do you think? Well, I, I think that we have to be willing to sac make sacrifices. Right, right. We have to sacrifice time. We have to sacrifice resources. We have to, to sacrifice uh, monetary means if it comes down to it. Um, and, you know, we have to we have to make sure that we are getting outside of our comfort zone and uh, and do things that uh, we may not ordinarily want to do on a daily basis. If we're going to save souls, you know, we have to get into places where it might make us feel very, very uncomfortable. Um, and one of the things right now that we are seeing uh, and I'm afraid that we are going to see more and more of it as time goes by is you know preachers are dumbing down their lessons they are afraid to speak on certain topics because they're afraid that they're going to be uh, fined or arrested or whatever um but hey you know we see the example of the apostles do we not mm. and we yeah. see them being cast into prison yep uh, we see them losing their life like stephen because he refused yes to not talk about Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, so we've got to be willing to suffer that persecution, even if it means our death and doing so. Yeah, you, you don't hear in the church these days. Um, I find, I find very. Sin or repentance or um, even following Jesus. Right. Yeah, I mean, isn't he the, isn't he the, the main reason we do what we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we might as well just be a social club. <laughs> That's right. That's what it is, man. So, yeah. so we've got a recap. Jonathan said, real quickly, if you're watching, and us included, uh, are we in? Are we reading God's Word? Like, how often? When's the last time we did? Well, let's let's think about that. That, are we, that means we're, that helps us follow Jesus. Um, and Kevin said, are we taking up our cross? Which means, when's the last time? By the way, and this is for all of us here. Were we persecuted for spreading the good news? Can I, know I add I another one? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Jonathan. 
First John one nine. When's the last time that we repented of our sins? Right. Yeah. That's a good test of who are we. Well, verse six and verse eight. If we lie, we know not the truth. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. We have to have that penitent heart. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. So we got. We're just doing these tests because like practical things. Uh, let's be in the Bible. And and like Ben was saying, how about we try and spread the good news just once this week? And maybe you'll get the cross part too, which is persecution. Yeah. And, you know, the guys were whipped. They were whipped and beat, and they came out going, yeah. Now, now, think about this. What if you were in the other shoes? What if you were trying to hurt, like, Ben? I'm taking Ben, and I want Ben to stop what he's doing. And I, like, hit him, and I beat him. And he runs away, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I can't stop these people. Like, there's no way to stop them, right? I, they're dying on the cross. They're, like, dying and saying, Lord, forgive these people for what they're doing to yeah. me. I mean, how do you defeat that? That is undefeatable, right? So let's go Let's go spread the good news this week. Um, that's a way to see if you're walking in the light. And if you're not walking in the light and you say, no, that's not my calling. That's not my skill. Uh, well, are you ashamed of the gospel? Because Jesus said, those who are ashamed of me, I will be ashamed of, right? But we shouldn't be. So you guys have all summed it up. This world says, look, guys, be quiet. You know, keep Christianity to yourself. We're all fine. And we have to say, no, you're not fine. And you know you're not fine, right? So we got the three things. Anybody else? Ben, you got something else? I see you digging. <laughs> I was just thinking about this verse. Uh, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. So we have to go to him. And where, you know, where is he at the cross? So we have to look back to the cross. What did he yeah. say? What did, what did he command? And then you know, what, what did the apostles carry out and teach? So we just look at that whole connection. It just flows, and we know what to do. We know how to live. We know how to walk. Yeah. Well, he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So right. if you want to be an evangelist, just lift up Jesus. Right. Right. Because people are ashamed of Jesus. Do you believe Jesus died? Do you think he was a real guy? Could, did he do miracles? Did he rise from the dead? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know about that stuff. That's not the. That's not what his disciples were. If you just kind of barely, if you, yeah, maybe he did that. You'd never die for him. You'd never die for him. Yeah. I love it. So we've got, let's go back to that picture again, because I like it. Um, so here we are, right? Every day we walk. Darkness is all around us. You know, even though we have the sun, the sun in the sky, the real sun, S-O-N, Jesus, is who we should be focusing on, right? So I think all of us feel this way sometimes, where it's a dark tunnel around you. And uh, maybe people watching this are feeling in the darkness and just don't feel like there's any hope or anything. Mm -hmm. Well, there is that one hope, right? There's only one hope. There's Jesus. only one truth. Yeah. So that light in that picture is Jesus at the end of the tunnel. You know, that that's what it's kind of like. I like this picture because everywhere else you're going to run into a wall. And if you turn around, what's going to happen, folks? You're going to be heading away from the light into the darkness. So, yeah. Awesome. Does anybody else have any more to share before we wrap up today? Anything else on your hearts? Or um, we're, I'd love to hear anything else you're thinking about. I think also we ought to lean on our other brethren, you know, lean on other Christians. They're carrying Jesus, carrying the light. And we should be together, you know, more wood on the fire, I guess. <laughs> Some, yeah. So, I mean, we, we're, we're all together edifying yeah, each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. Galatians 6, 2, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. That's right. I, hey, I, I love you guys being here. You know, it's a great moment. Um, I feel I feel like God's in this and uh, hopefully we'll be able to spread the good news through this. So uh, why don't we wrap up the, Jonathan, you want to do the closing prayer with us and just kind sure. of pray for everything and 
if you guys, if anybody needs anything who's watching this 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 episode or any guys on the panel, we should all be helping each other, right? Like family. It, I think that's a big missing part of the church these days. I it do. says that they sold they sold what they had. Like if I needed something, you'd sell your car to help me. That's how they were. Or I would sell my car to help you. That's amazing. So go ahead, Jonathan. Right. Spread together. Heavenly Father, we come to you this time thanking you for our day, thanking you for our lives. We're so thankful, Father, that we have your word that directs us in all the ways that we should walk, the ways that we see about salvation, about the church. And thankfully, Father, we're, we're so happy that we can see the road to heaven, that we can see heaven as a prepared place for prepared people. And may we, Father, ever more desire to study your word, to dig it into our lives so that we can be your people, not just on Sunday, but every day as we live, to help a hurting world, to help our fellow Christians, and to live up to the standard that's in your word. We're thankful, Father, we can study tonight and appreciate all of our time and all that you have given unto us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.